the weather outside is frightful. Something and something delightful. And if you know place to go, oh, let it snow, let it snow. No, thank you. First snow we've had that actually stuck to the ground here in Pennsylvania was a interesting observation, a wonderful, wonderful day. It is uh, post-Thanksgiving T-Bone and Chick Brew here. And what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving food eats. We're going to be talking about our um, food stuff, food making, food eating, food extracting. We're going to be talking about food. It's kind of what we do. We talk about food. And then we'll talk about some headlines. And we'll do some birthday burns. And we'll call it a day. It's T-Bone and Chick Brew on the internet. It's a podcast. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Brew. Let's God bless all these years. Just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Here we go. <laughs> T-Bone and Chick Brew on the internet. <laughs> so, uh, happy belated Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. Tell me about it. What'd you have? What'd you do? I went to... New Jersey to see my aunt and uncle. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Ate food. Ooh. Chit-chatted. Uh-huh. <laughs> the usual. What about you? Uh, hours and hours of preparations for feastings were taking place mainly by me. My wife will try to take <laughs> some credit for it, but I did I, I did most of it. Um, my mother-in-law came to visit. We had her for a couple of days, so it was uh, just the four of us. Me, my mill, my, uh, my wife, and my dog. And I made entirely too much food. Ooh. It is a first world problem, I'm aware. But uh, <laughs> I will be eating, and I mean, as today, for breakfast, what I have? Well, I had a Thanksgiving bowl. And if you don't know what a Thanksgiving bowl is, it's very, very simple. You take all the ingredients from Thanksgiving, you put it in a bowl, you put it in a microwave, you eat it. It's delicious. Put some gravy on top of it. Oh, it's awesome. So that was my breakfast. It was also my lunch. And for two days in a row, Zeus has had about a half a pound of turkey Chopped up real nice and fried and mixed in with his kibble. Oh, he loves this time of the year. He has no idea why, but he loves it. <laughs> I bet. That sounds... So because... I, I like the Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I found out, to my amazement, that stuffing is not that hard to make. Yeah, no, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I uh, I always thought it was laborious. I thought there was more to it. You know, when I, my dad he would make a stuffing, it was grandeur. There was a lot going on. My mother-in-law was brought in just to make stuffing. But then, you know, she didn't make enough. And I got tasked with opening up a box and making some stuffing. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I could follow directions like the next guy. So you made I, stuffing I, from a box? I made stuffing from a box, a little stovetop. Incredibly easy. You boil water, you put some butter in there, you put the stovetop stuff in there, 
and you cover it and let it sit, it's done. I never knew, I never knew stuffing was that easy. And because stuffing is that easy, my question is, why are we having stuffing more often? Oh my God. <laughs> my brother and I were just talking about this last night. Why do we only eat this stuff once a year? <laughs> why do we wait? If it's so easy to make, why do we wait to eat it? So that was, that was fun. Um, I don't know if you saw any of my pictures, but my charcuterie skills are on point. I did see, I did see your, your charcuterie board. Charcuterie, charcuterie with a Q sound, but there's no Q in it. Right. Yes. yes. Like Christina with an H. <laughs> <laughs> so I laid all that out. I put the grapes and the, the olives and the cheeses and the pepperonis and the salamis, and I worked it all out deliciously. Oh, it was amazing. And the deviled eggs. Oh, yum. Yeah, I don't... Uh, another thing I don't understand. Deviled eggs are delicious. Why do we only eat them on special occasions? They're Genevieve's go-to, I have to bring a dish dish. And I love that. But they should be like uh, her go-to, it's something in the fridge dish. Because for days after Thanksgiving, <laughs> you just go in the fridge and like, oh, I want to nosh on something. There's a deviled egg. I'll have <laughs> half a deviled egg. Boom. Nosh completed. Because there's never any leftovers. This isn't Lumpia. There was leftovers. First of all, there were only three humans at my table, and we made enough to feed a small army. So there was going to be leftovers. And there was. I mean, we I had the appetizers all set out and everything, or as we call them in Spain, tapas. And all the tapas all set out, and everybody got here, and we sat around, and we chit-chatted. We, you know, we, we noshed. And uh, then the turkey got done, and the taters got done, and and then we ate. And then we slept. <laughs> My God, I was I was just you know I'm I'm I, I'm a well trained military man. I eat my food in ten minutes or less. It's the way I was trained to eat. It's the way I've eaten my entire career, and it's the way I continue to eat. Not Thanksgiving. Nope. <laughs> I'll just have a bite of this. Take a couple breaths, drink some carbonated something to kind of make some room and take a bite and take a breath and pause. It's just <laughs> too much food. But when it's delicious. Okay, it's sleepy just thinking of all the food. It sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even hungry, but it sounds so nice. And then you are all warm and full and happy. We did not have two, uh, what I would consider very important Thanksgiving ingredients, uh, uh, menu items. We did not have black macaroni and cheese, and we did not have a Waldorf salad. Uh, mm, a good Waldorf salad. Oh, so uh, I haven't made the black macaroni and cheese. I can. Again, it's another thing I can make any time of the year. It doesn't need to be a special occasion. And there's nothing like having that sitting around the house and just like, yeah, you know, it'd be good right about now. Some black macaroni and cheese. There's absolutely never leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did yesterday. I did go to the store. I picked up all the ingredients for the Waldorf salad and I came home and I made a big vat of that. And uh, and because the wife that sounds so good right now, the wife doesn't like it. It's all for me, you know. <laughs> my brothers aren't here. My father's not here. I don't have to fight with anybody over this food. I can just eat it. 
and uh, and I, I I made a lot. So uh, their sacrifice is your gain. <laughs> so breakfast Waldorf salad, lunch Waldorf <laughs> salad, or Thanksgiving bowl. So one of the many things you do with a turkey after Thanksgiving is you you know all these other concoctions, the turkey croquettes, uh, the turkey pot pie, and uh, I don't know turkey sandwiches. Yeah, turkey sandwich, turkey love, soup. Uh, love a turkey sandwich. Just nothing but Miracle Whip, turkey, salt. That's it. Delicious. Oh man, no! I put some mashed potatoes on there. I put whatever green That's stuff it. is left on there. I put stuffing. I put cranberry sauce. I put everything on there. So that's not a turkey sandwich. That's a Thanksgiving sandwich, and that's exactly where I was going with this. <laughs> is it's not a turkey pot pie. If you, I, you can make a turkey pot pie, yes, but if you're taking all of the ingredients from Thanksgiving, why not call it a Thanksgiving pot pie? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds fantastic. I would eat that, too. It, it is. And there's really nothing different, except you're taking all the ingredients from Thanksgiving, and you're putting it in a flaky, crusty thing, and then you're eating it. Oh. You put stuffing on the top like you would for a shepherd's pie instead of mashed potatoes. That works. That works. And let right. that brown up and get all crispy. See, the history of Thanksgiving as... as um, as mm, adulterated as it has become, uh, what was the original Thanksgiving? Isn't uh, isn't what it uh, isn't what we were taught in school? It's something way more important that the lesson is lost on generations. But what people don't know about Thanksgiving itself is Thanksgiving hasn't always been on the third Thursday in November. Thanksgiving has been. Uh, different days throughout the year, depending on what was going on at the time. And it wasn't until late into the 50s that uh, Thanksgiving as November the 3rd became a thing. Why did I say all that? I'm sure I had a point. Don't remember. <laughs> Something about Thanksgiving. It's over and we're not hungry anymore. No, the, my, but my question is, we should we should do Thanksgiving once a month. Maybe not so much a federal holiday, but the the thought, the the love behind it, the the food, the family, the thanking of thanks. Uh, <laughs> we should we should have Thanksgiving once a month. I hereby declare every third Thursday of every month Thanksgiving. <laughs> now November that will be the official Thanksgiving, and the rest of them will be. Um, in recognition. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving celebrations. Auxiliary Thanksgiving. <laughs> Something with the word 12 divided by, I don't, I don't know, that's complex math with letters I don't understand. If you took 12, I mean, I know biannually, triannually, quadannually. I, I don't know what 12 would be. 12 annually. And then it would be backwards because it's not annually. You're doing it monthly and well, monthly it's Thanksgiving. Monthly. It's a new thing. That's will never fit into anything. As we as we learn to practice Thanksgiving more, uh, maybe you know each one of the months will come with like a theme. Maybe maybe the December Thanksgiving. Okay, that's still kind of the decadent season. So the December Thanksgiving would be like a, a, another heavy Thanksgiving. And then in January, you know, new, new year, new you. 
So that's like a, a vegetarian Thanksgiving and uh, February is like a <laughs> vegan thing. In each month, you know, it progressively becomes more calorie consuming up until November and then culminating in December as the the most thanks of giving is the uh, third Thursday in December. <laughs> most thanks of giving. <laughs> but Where you must buy giving gifts for other people. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You're so thankful you give a gift. <laughs> yes. In preparation of. No, I can't afford that. I think you can. No. I still, I still have five pounds of potatoes I have to cook. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why do you keep buying potatoes in bulk? Well, I don't mean to buy them in bulk, but they come in a bag, and the bag has 10 pounds, and I needed five pounds to make my mashed potatoes, which, although they were very delicious, they weren't as good as the last batch. <laughs> Uh, not measuring ingredients does have some throwbacks to it. And uh, this was more, uh, I mean, hot, fresh, ready to serve, super awesome, but congealed in the refrigerator a day later. It's just this big, gluey, globby substance. Still tastes like mashed potatoes. And once you microwave it, it's not bad. It's just the, the consistency. I, I didn't put enough milk or uh, cream or, you know, butter. I, I didn't put a, enough things to break Do down. Do you soak your potatoes before you cook them? No, these are Instapot potatoes. Peel them, round them, Instapot them, blend them, eat them. Done. You put them in a blender? No, I take a hand blender and I put it in the Instapot. Oh. Yes. That might be why you're getting some gumminess. Because you're going to say I broke the potatoes? You're going to use one of those no, culinary terms on me? But if you soak your chopped potatoes before you cook them and pull out some of that extra starch, you may have a better consistency in the long run on your tater. Or, or, I could have just added more milk. Is that what you did last time? I think I added, I added more milk last time. Has anybody ever made mashed potatoes with beer? Oh, sounds terrible. Sounds amazing. No. Beer is delicious. <laughs> Taste. It is delicious. Taters are delicious. What if, like a chicken omelet, I make mashed potatoes using vodka? Hold on. Hold the phone. Oh, that sounds terrible. Vodka mashed potatoes fried. That's fried potatoes. That's have you potatoes. been drinking vodka before we decided to jump on this? Because that sounds disgusting. I'm using all of the great things about potatoes in, in, in one single source uh, ingredient. No. You know what potatoes I really miss? The feria. Uh, oh. Aren't those amazing? Oh, yeah. Largest potatoes I've ever seen. If potatoes can take <laughs> steroids, it's clearly these potatoes. Those are the potatoes. They are gigantic. And for those of you who don't know what a fairy potato is, it's a, uh, it's a, um, well, I mean, you go to a baked potato place and you know how you can make your own baked potato? Well, they do it for you, except the baked potato is the size of a small human. Yes. It's the size of the baked potato that you paid for, but you didn't receive. Right. Because everything in America is mad expensive. And getting worse. So expensive. <laughs> Probably the most I've ever spent on a turkey this year. Ever. 
It's almost a fifty dollar bird. Now, granted, we're still eating it, and there's plenty left. And Zeus has his own his own section of uh, turkey meat. All the stuff that's not fit for humans, I break it down. I get all the bones out of there. But if it's a ligament, if it's cartilage, if it's meat, it's all in this bowl, and it's all sliced and diced, and and I fry it up for him, and I put it in his kibble. Ooh, oh yeah, his life is trash. She is loving this time of year. <laughs> He's obviously unloved. <laughs> So how about school? How was school this week? Uh, did did you did the holiday in, in include a theme uh, with the upcoming Thanksgiving at the Culinary School of Culinary Specialist? Did uh, turkey at least get mentioned? <laughs> it did get mentioned. We made fun of turkey a lot. Um, turkey for you, a turkey for me. <laughs> it's a classic. It's not that Thanksgiving banger. <laughs> the one um, no I, we talked about turkey we made fun of turkey but I have my final starting tomorrow so we were really focused on practicing for that so what do you expect in your final uh, Monday we do our written portion then Tuesday we have to prepare our fish dish and then Wednesday it's chicken two ways and we all know you hate chicken. Let's talk about I hate fish. chicken. Let's talk about your fish dish. What's your plans for your fish dish? So it's kind of like I make uh, coconut milk broth, which I like slowly simmer with lemongrass, ginger, basil, all the good stuff, and then I cook my rice with some lemongrass, ginger, lime zest. Once my coconut broth is super fragrant, smells good, looks good, tastes good. I poach my fish fillets in it, but I roll them around a piece of lemongrass so it kind of infuses from the inside out and it's nice and tight. And then um, strain the broth, pour it over the rice with the fish, and then I made can uh, candied jalapenos and pickled carrots to go on top with some roasted mushrooms. It's delicious. I don't think you ever. Uh, I don't think you ever mentioned the kind of fish. Oh, it's flounder because we have to show that we can butcher the flounder. I do like a nice flounder. It's good. Oh yeah, it's a nice light flaky fish. Okay, so uh, then you're going to do chicken two ways. What are the two mm -hmm. ways you plan on doing chicken? And if you haven't thought about it yet, may I recommend the use of beer or vodka? <laughs> um, so my chicken two ways is I'm doing a chicken piccata and then uh, for the chicken breast. And then I'm doing a roasted chicken thigh with Brussels sprouts. And so you have to have a sauce so I have with my chicken thigh I have a like a red wine glaze sort of and then with the chicken piccata obviously the lemon onions capers white wine and then mashed potatoes for my starch how are you doing the mashed potatoes not in the instant pot <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, when I watch the cooking shows, they never like they never give you like a serving of mashed potatoes in a in a, a, a ice cream scoop. They always. Oh, no, I'm piping them. <laughs> okay. And you're piping them into little stars or 
Uh, no, because my two chickens are kind of different. Like the sauces, when you mix them together, it becomes like a third sauce. So I, since I have a light meat and a dark meat and a light sauce and a dark sauce, I kind of have piped the mashed potatoes to make the circular plate look like a yin-yang. And then I have the light on one side and then the dark on the other. Okay. Well, as, as always, I look forward to seeing the pictures. I sent them to you just now. Uh, I looked at those pictures, and I don't think those are the pictures you meant to send me. Uh, this is your charcuterie skills from last week. And then, no, I just sent them to you. And then there's this picture the, the next to it that looks like um, mushrooms on a thing of rice. Yeah, that's my fish. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Nice julienne there on the uh, carrot, by the way. <laughs> and then the, I, this photo. So, um, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe um, the uh, the Gordon Ramsay chef show isn't in your immediate future. But, uh, you know. No, no, because those are my practices. They're, <laughs> You're they're still not done. <laughs> when, uh, when you graduate and you've got some more practice, maybe then you're ready to compete with the home cooks. No, I would never do that. Why wouldn't you do that? I think you would be a blast on... A Ugh, this sounds awful. <laughs> That's so many people. Being yelled at by an old British man that was once famous. Well, he's still famous. Was once attractive. The only thing that like Gordon Ramsay attractive now people. is his money. What? I just don't like people enough to, to do that. If there was a reality show that you would go on, which is it? What is a show where you have to sit by yourself and the longer you're alone? That's the name of it. Alone. I would win that. <laughs> That's the one I would win. You would not win this. So, I would. Uh, so here's <laughs> the concept. Um, they're going to take you and put you in the middle of nowhere. And uh, if you outlast everybody else, you win. That's the show. They teach you how to film yourself, but you're supposed to come into this as a survival expert. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I said just one where you sit by yourself and the long, and you have to be alone the longest. That I would win. Yes, this is... I'm not built for survival. No one said anything about trying to survive anything. This is sitting by yourself. Literally nothing but yourself. So you have to sustain your life. It is a crazy show. I just watched another season of it last night. Um, wow. They, there's like, when Survivor first came out, and I am a Survivor fan, there's no doubt about that, but when Survivor first came out, I always said they kind of missed, they kind of missed, they missed the mark. If they would have done, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put you on an island, figure it out. <laughs> and the last one standing wins. That is Survivor. But instead, they did it. You're only going to be here for 39 days, and we're going to do these stupid contests, and there's going to be immunity and voting and all this other nonsense. If they, uh, and, and Bear Grylls hosted a, a, a Channel 4 show for the UK that was called The Island. Uh -huh. it, it was that. They took, a, took like 20 British people, and they dumped them off in the middle of the South Pacific and said, figure it out. And what a great show. A great show. Because it's way more realistic. It looks like I've lost you. No, I'm listening. You have my whole attention. It looks like I lost you. No, Bear Grylls hosted the show, and they took him out, and they dropped him, and they said, figure it out. I'm tracking. 
What was the name of the show? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I know that the one that you were talking about was Alone. Yes. Is what you said it was called, but I never hear the I didn't hear the Bear Girls one. The island. That's why I turned my head to hear you better. (laughs) Because my radiator is clanging away. You're giving me the puppy treatment. Yes. My radiator is making every noise. (laughs) But it's keeping you alive. Keeping you alive. So how much snow did you get in New York City last night? No, it just flurried, which was, and that was today, and that was too much for me. <laughs> it didn't even stick? It was just flurries? Just flurries. No, it didn't stick, no. That was really neat. It was neat waking up to a little bit of snow. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. A nice dusting, if you will. They did put down salt everywhere. I have to so. buy salt. I've looked <laughs> for it. I haven't seen it. And I don't want to buy the wrong salt, right? There's got to be different levels of salt. Like, this is the salt that you throw on the ground. And then, like, this is the really expensive salt that you put in your salt water thing and keeps fish and cleans your water. That that salt. Because I remember having to buy that. In Florida, you know, you got to buy these giant bags of salt and put in this giant machine in your garage to make your water better. Make your water soft. Yeah. Yeah, Texas, too. That salt was expensive. I don't want that salt. I want the cheap salt. <laughs> I, well, I don't think all salts are created equal. I don't think they all do the same same thing. I don't think you can go out there with your table salt and <laughs> expect the results that you're looking for. Yeah, the sad part is you probably could. It's probably all the same salt. It's all about marketing. <laughs> well, in salt. Texas, they would just throw some sand on it, so you just slide on top of the slide. In Newfoundland, we had a place called uh, Berry Brothers. It was a giant warehouse, and inside that, we had a two giant piles. Had a giant pile of salt. We had a giant pile of sand. And when we weren't running uh, snow plows and snow trucks all over the base, we had a big rope that went in between these two giant piles, and we'd swing around like Tarzan. It was so stupid. <laughs> I am trying to. But I don't want to see it in my head, but I'm, it's a lot in regular clothes or loincloth. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the uh, middle of winter in Newfoundland. Of course, we're wearing loincloth. <laughs> no, we were actually, you know, we're wearing uniforms because we're military people. And the thing was, we were wearing leather boots back then. And salt would actually do a, 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 a job on your leather boots. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, you know, you had to clean those off right away, which... It's something you really don't want to, you know, really don't want to pour a lot of water on your boots when it's 75 degrees below zero outside and 12 no. feet of snow. 12 feet of snow? It, you know, I can't explain to people, and, and if you've never lived in Newfoundland, you don't know this. It was some of the driest snow I've ever encountered anywhere in the world. Like, you could walk through this snow waist deep, and when you would come out on the other end, you would be dry. Yeah, Dry. Like, the snow is so cold, it's not wet. Sounds awful. (laughs) No, wet snow is awful. Wet snow sounds worse, yes. I just don't like being cold. I had to go buy a jacket today. Tell me about your jacket buying experience. Where did you go? So, I was like, oh, I'll just go to the army surplus store and grab, like, a peacoat or something. So gangsta. False. $700. What? Yeah. Thank you. $700. $699.99. I was like. For a peacoat? Uh, yep. 
at the surplus store. I noped right on out of there and went to Marshall's and got myself a Levi's. I'm about sicker than lying around here. It's time to catch a piece of You're doing it wrong. Tip those up for sale. Jeez Louise. I was like, I was like, that can't be right. And then possibly get away with charging that much when you can't. They don't cost that much new. It was. Yeah. That. Thank you. That's what I was saying. I'm still saying it. I'm so confused. <laughs> How? I, I have no idea. Brand new $179. Yeah. I mean, were they worn by celebrities? Do you look at the name tag and see somebody on the inside and go, oh my God, that explains everything? Nope. <laughs> Just coats. <laughs> Stupid. I, I didn't realize how uh, popular peacoats were. I had always heard they were so popular. I didn't, I didn't, you know, because we had to wear them, I obviously didn't. I know. It's just, I was like, oh, I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because it's New York. I mean, nobody I, I mean, goes, but I, like, goes into an Army Navy store and spends $500 on anything. Thank you. That's what I was. That I, my friend that I was with, she was like, "Yeah, we used to go in there and get coats all the time." She's like, "That was like, she's like, all through high school, that was where we'll go get a winter coat. You go get a pea coat." I'm like, "Yeah, well, we were, you know, like summertime, cutting off shorts, making cutoffs. We just go to the surplus store, and get whatever they had. And cut <laughs> it's, them not, off. it's not a surplus store. That's a drug front." That is that is definitely a uh, a store yeah. just laundering money. They are oh, not here. selling anything at those prices. Oh well, yeah, and then like I mean the the boots, everything looked real nice. They had everything. They literally had anything you could ask for, but it was insanely expensive. Tell me, please tell me. Tell me the gays have taken over the Army Navy store in New York. That is, that is now this very <laughs> posh. It's super posh. No, because the only other person that was in there was like an old dude that kind of looked like you. Ah, that they. I just I have this vision in my head where they're very snotty and they're looking down on you and they're talking down to you because you can't afford, darling. This is a five. This. This peacoat was manufactured in 1989. You can't afford it. Gucci. If you have to ask, if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. Oh, you're looking at price tags. You need to exit. Basically, I'm sorry. I was like, appointments. So confused. I was so confused. That's supposed to be the discount store. They have gotten so bougie, they probably have an outlet version of the Army-Navy surplus store now. It's called enlisting. (laughs) (laughs) Because even after four years of service, you would not be able to purchase anything in that store. (laughs) Crazy prices. Insane prices. Our prices are... It's Crazy Eddie. I know Crazy Eddie's dead. But I mean, you're seeing New York City commercials. Are commercials still being done in the for the Crazy Eddie electronic stores? I don't know because I don't watch TV. Oh yeah, I forget. Jeez, Louise, dear. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bad person. Ah, hey, you're all right. <laughs> hey, uh, do you have any headlines for me? Oh, I do. I have a good one. Hold on, let me open it up real quick. I'll be the judge of that. Are you ready? I am ready. 
got the wrong goat. West Point's cadets try to, to nab Navy mascot. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know what we're doing here, uh, every week, Chick Brew gives me a couple headlines. She gives the headline, and I, using my incredible power of investigative nuance, tell you the rest of the story. The story behind the story. Here, this week, we have a couple of, and I actually know a young man that uh, plays at uh, West Point right now. So, Luke, you better not have been involved in this. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here we go. The Navy's mascot is a goat and the Army's mascot is a mule. Now, the Navy doesn't really send its uh, SEAL Team 7 up to uh, upstate New York there to steal a mule. You can pretty much grab any mule and put an Army flag on it. They all look the same. But the Navy goats... Uh, kept at Annapolis at the Naval Academy there. These are very, very special Navy goats. Now, what you what you wouldn't know unless you're intricately involved in the security of the Navy mascot is there is a billy goat. There is one goat, and he is the official goat for all official functions. Him and the dog hang out, the Marine Corps Bulldog. They, they Those two hang out together, but they're very well protected. One of the means of protecting these goats is to uh, surround them with little blow-up sex goats. Uh, they're, 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 uh, they're goats that people have sex with, but they're blow-ups. They're not real goats. So they surround uh, an official goat with all these blow-up doll goats. And the uh, Army midshipmen, when they rolled up, they saw all of these goats, not knowing which was the real goat. They, uh, they chose the ones they most wanted to date and stole them and absconded back to West Point with 150 inflatable sex goats. Way to go there, uh, cadets. Good job. <laughs> no? We're never going to get a bidet sponsorship with <laughs> trash like that. <laughs> I'm only in it for the free bidet. I'll buy you a bidet. Here's the deal. Nobody's listening. It's just like we're on radio. Nobody's listening. I can't convince my wife, who is for me my primary audience member, the one person out of all people that I would love to listen to the show. Can't get her. I can't get her to listen to the show. I couldn't pay her to listen to the show. That's and and here's here's the lamest excuse possible. I've got the real you. Why do I need to listen to it taped you? She's not wrong, though. <laughs> it is a fact. That's something my ex-girlfriend would say. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We do callbacks from three weeks ago. That's the kind of callbacks that we do. So, yeah, I, I mean, she doesn't listen. Your mom listens, maybe. I think your mom might even be phoning it in. I think she's just hitting the like button because I get the analytics and it ain't looking like there's too many people listening. So until we have people listening, don't worry about a bidet sponsorship and let me be me. Okay. <laughs> I'm let, only in it for the day, so let my true self be true. Just go ahead and hang on up. <laughs> I already told the wife this is what you want in in the house when you come home, as you want a bidet. So you're you're good. <laughs> you know, normally you get a book for Christmas. This year you get something to uh, enjoy while you read the book. While you read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a, a headline dose? Ew. Oh. Mm. 
Myrtle Beach bin makes its way to Ireland. Spell the third word. Bin. B-I-N. As in trash can. A Myrtle Beach bin makes its way to Ireland. <laughs> this is the worst sea shanty I've ever heard. <laughs> Sing it for us, Tony. <laughs> oh! <laughs> a Myrtle Beach bin made its way to Ireland, which is funny because my friend uh, Will C. and Covell uh, Hudson were just there in Myrtle Beach. I wonder if they had something to do with this. Uh, so how, traveling bin. How does Replace the gnome. Bin. How does a bin that is labeled Myrtle Beach find its way to Ireland? Well, first of all, it has to occur via cruise ship. It has to be a ship. It can't be on a plane. There's no way you're getting a Myrtle Beach bin. I'm not going to call it a bin anymore. You obviously stole that from a British newscast. Uh, you can't get a trash can from Myrtle Beach on a plane. So you got to get it on a ship. And I know people in the shipping industry, Ricky, and he could probably get anything <laughs> from South Carolina to Ireland. But what would be the motivation for getting a Myrtle Beach bin to Ireland? Well, clearly... There's a town in Ireland called Myrtle Beach. And the people who were vacationing in Myrtle Beach saw this bin that was stenciled Myrtle Beach and said, it would not be lovely to have you home. And I know that's not an Irish accent. Yeah, I don't know where that's from. I'm tired and uh, my mouth is dry, so that's the best you're going to get tonight. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, stereotypes be stereotypes. There was probably some alcohol involved. They saw the garbage can, had Myrtle Beach written on it. They're from Myrtle Beach, Ireland. They've got a couple of pints in them, and they thought it'd be a glorious idea to take that home with them. You were close with the ship because there was water involved. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time to do the thing we do every week, and that's acknowledging our friends around the world celebrating their birthdays. Our dumb friends who put their real birthdays on the internets. That is a horrible thing to do. We do not want you to do that, and uh, and this is your punishment. When we identify that you have had a birthday, we're going to um, do this thing we call birthday burns. So Christina's going to insult you. She's going to call you names, going to make you feel bad about yourself. Probably I'm going to do the same. I'm going to insult you, make you feel bad about yourself. I don't know you because the names I get are Christina's friends, and she doesn't know you because the names she gets are my friends. So that's what we got going on here. We're going to give some birthday burns. We keep it limited. And uh, who is on the top of the docket for birthday burns? We've got Tracy Parrott. Here's what you need to know about last names. Last names uh, evolved from the trade of the man. If, uh, if, if the man, you know, his last name was Glass, he was obviously somebody that worked in the, in the glass business. If his uh, name was like uh, Black, he was... He was a blacksmith. That's that's the family name. And uh, and, and if the name is Parrot, um, well, they, they named you after your teeth. You have bad teeth, Tracy Parrot. Birthday burns. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that's all I just, you know, what I got to go with there. Just something of anything. Let's see. I know right away, straight away, that my friend... <laughs> Uh, my lovely, beautiful friend, who I've known for a very long time, puts her real birthday on the internet and deserves to be punished. The name you shall receive, Chick Brew, is the one, the only, the Operation uh, Game Bodysuit Wearing 
Jody Ann. I hate this. <laughs> Jody Ann. Jody Ann is so lazy. She has two first names. <laughs> I have no idea why you make me do this. <laughs> All I can think of when I hear the name Jody, though, is just try sleeping with someone when they're deployed. <laughs> I guess we don't have that many military listeners, huh? <laughs> We don't have any listeners, but on the off chance that Jody should listen, let me go ahead and clarify that real quick. Jody in military parlance is the guy that moves in with your girlfriend when you move out. And Chick Brew, in her most gentle of gentle ways, cannot willingly, uh, voluntarily insult somebody. It's so hard for her to do that uh, listening to her do it is what makes things fun. Here we go. Uh, the next one for you. Wait, no, it's my turn. Yeah. Who you got? What about Alicio? Male or female? Male. <laughs> Alicio have a last name? Nope. Alicio does have a last name, but I'm hoping it's something fun like McBrien. <laughs> McHenry. Uh, what's your name, boy? Ah, my name is Alicio McHenry. Um, no. <laughs> what is he? What does he think he is? Madonna? He thinks he's Cher? He only has one name? You're not you're not famous enough yet, Alicio, to have one name. Your your uh, your ego does not equate to your IQ. If I wanted to commit suicide, I would climb up to your IQ and jump to climb up to your ego and jump to your IQ. <laughs> birthday burn. There we go. And the last one for the birthday burn events is Tanya. Lee Davis. Tanya Lee, one word, Davis. So your assumption... That's is where... That Tanya no, Lee is a redneck. Tanya Lee... I'm not saying that Tanya Lee is a redneck. I'm saying that Tanya Lee's parents wanted to... Didn't want to make a decision, boy or girl. And she's probably lucky that she was a girl. Because otherwise it would have been Lee, Tanya, and that would have been a hard one to grow up with. What if her parents were dyslexic? <laughs> And they really wanted it to be Lee Tanya. Let me tell you, since the name doesn't ring a bell, Tanya Lee Davis, a very, very funny woman who's been on the circuit for years and years and years of Canadian uh, uh, descent, actually. I believe she's an American now, but originally of of, uh, Canadian land uh, ownership and uh, spent a lot of time in the UK and has done some television here in the States. On TikTok now, Tanya Lee has got like 2 million followers, but to uh, save time and energy, she just goes by T. Lee. T. Lee Davis. Tanya Lee is a country name. <laughs> she is a redneck Canadian. I don't care. Now, don't think for a there moment. is country all over the world. Yeah, don't think for a moment just because Canada <laughs> is north of us that they do not have some hillbilly southern rednecks throughout the entire country. Tanya Lee is a country name. <laughs> oh, wonderful lady. So, in wrap up, we're Alicio, Tanya Lee Davis, um, Tracy Parrott, and the first one I gave you was Jody Ann. So, that's our, our birthday burns for this week. If you didn't like being birthday burned, you can uh, tell us about it in the comments. You know what? And you can randomly insult back either one of us in the comments. I, I, I encourage it. But in order to find the comments, you have to look us up on Facebook. I have taken the word cavalcade out of our fan page. It's now just the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. Now, to make life easier, because cavalcade is a hard word for people to spell, 
It's just the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. Remember, you can find us anywhere you can uh, download your favorite podcast just by uh, searching with Siri or Google or Alexa and say play a T-Bone and Chick Brew podcast. And then we'll pop up. We've got uh, all kinds of uh, back episodes to listen to. Some are funny. Some aren't. Most aren't. Some are. Uh, that's. Uh, they're all there. <laughs> that's what matters. They're all there. That is listening to me. <laughs> I I said the A name, and she heard me. The what? You know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful. Everything's <laughs> listening, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the show today. Uh, I remind you today as I remind you every day, be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.